Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're a 415er. 415er. You're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. Welcome to another edition of the 415ers podcast. As always on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network, please download the app. Also check us out on YouTube on the 95.7 The Game channel. That is Mark Randy. I'm Evan Giddings. Mark, it's going to be a Trey Lance-centric episode due to Albert Breer, who had some interesting remarks on the Colin Coward show, The Herd. Uh, we also got some updates on training camp. But before we get into it, what's up, my man? How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, last episode was uh, very quarterback heavy as well. Some of it because of uh, some rumors about some non-49ers quarterbacks. This one is uh, more about the current 49er quarterbacks. We had a we had a bit of time where there wasn't a lot of quarterback talk, where it, it seemed kind of normal and straightforward, at least as straightforward as, as this position can be for the 49ers. It was a nice change of pace, but we're right back. Uh, to, to talking about the San Francisco 49ers quarterbacks. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. It can be a lot of times, but it should be should be fun. I'm looking forward to the episode. Uh, overall, though, Evan, I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Yeah, a little bit later in the week. It's a bit foggy here in the Bay Area, so uh, some yeah. of that uh, late June gloom oh, I love has it. Uh, been been dropping down in the Bay. Yeah, see, th- that's not why a lot of people move to California. Mark. <laughs> they come here for the sun. And as much as I am love being from here and grew up around this kind of fog, I don't know if they still call it Carl, uh, R.I.P.K. fog, but sure. from living around the country at this time of the year, it is supposed to be hot. It is supposed to be sunny. 
and it is supposed to be temperate, all of which it is not right now in the Bay Area. So outside of that, I'm doing pretty good. Well, I don't like to have to go outside and walk two city blocks and I'm drenched in sweat. So I am perfectly fine with it being 65, 70 degrees, a little bit of overcast. That is perfect for me. I want to be outside. I want to enjoy being outside. I don't want it to be raining and gross, but I also don't want it to feel like hell anytime I step outside. Yeah, I, I personally just don't enjoy being cold inside my poorly insulated home, uh, <laughs> but that's just me. What um, what we're going to talk about today, Mark, has to do with Albert Breer, who was on The Herd earlier this week on FS1, Colin Cowherd's radio show, TV show, simulcast, and specifically was asked about the quarterbacks. And really, it all revolves around the three guys we've talked about this offseason, Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, and that's because... Anytime there's a question about the 49ers, that's the first place anyone starts. And Albert Brewer had some interesting comments about Trey Lance and if he had been given uh, ample opportunity, essentially. And this is kind of what he had to say. Brock Purdy were unable to take the first snap at training camp, and that's certainly a possibility. He's on a track to play week one, but they're still building the strength in his arm back up. I think Sam Darnold might take the first snap of training camp. Now, it doesn't mean Trey Lance can't come back and, 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 and work his way forward, but I think that they feel like they've already given this guy a lot of chances. Yeah. And, like, here's the thing about it, Colin, right? Like, the kid needs to play, and this is sort of the conundrum they're in. He just hasn't played a lot of football, period, since high school. He played one full year in college. The COVID year basically canceled his third year in college, right? He's redshirted as a freshman, and then he goes into the pros and he's redshirted his rookie year. So we're talking about now like a five-year period, if you include last year when he was hurt, where he's only really played one full season of football. So he needs to see snaps. Okay, yeah, that was uh, the, the full quote from Albert Breer. And yeah, essentially is just saying they feel like they have given Trey a lot of chances to prove that he deserves more, but... They also don't have a, you know, because of the injuries, just because of the last couple of years, he hasn't got to play a lot of football. And I, I don't know, Mark, it, it kind of seemed like a roundabout way of saying that Trey Lance is not going to be the number two quarterback and Sam Darnold's going to be the guy. That's what it seems like. It, it also kind of seems a, a little like what you talked about maybe last week um, when talking about kind of the nature of Darnold v. Lance. If there was a, a fill-in, a mop-up start, a, you know, Purdy goes down with a minor ankle tweak and, and someone gets a snap, it might be Darnold as opposed to Lance. Because in a situation like that, you might trust the experience just because it's simply more than Lance. You might expect Darnold to be able to stay afloat a little bit better than Trey Lance. But one thing that Sticks out to me from from this comment, and it's nothing against Albert Breer. Obviously, there's something that he's hearing that's making him say this. He says that the 49ers feel like, at least again, according to Albert Breer, that the 49ers have given Trey Lance, you know, plenty of opportunity already, plenty of chances. And then in the next breath, he explains how Lance simply hasn't played enough over the last, what, five years his college year at, at North Dakota State, where he was incredible, and that was his last full year. And then COVID happened, and then his redshirt freshman year in, in the NFL, his redshirt rookie year. And then, of course, last year where he was going to be the starter and then got hurt. Five years, but really only one year as a full-time starter. 
I don't know how you can have those two things existing at the same time. On one hand, saying and thinking, and this is, again, what Albert Breer says the 49ers think. I don't know how you can think that Trey Lance has been given enough opportunities to prove himself and therefore doesn't deserve another opportunity right now, at least given the roster the 49ers have. And then on the other hand, also say he just needs to play. He hasn't been given enough opportunity to play yet. Those are two diametrically opposed statements. Like You cannot have two things be more different from each other. So I don't know how you can possibly believe both of those things. In my mind, there's no way in hell that Trey Lance has been given enough opportunities for anyone to know if he's legitimate if he's legitimately a good quarterback in this league or not. I certainly have no clue. Now, that doesn't mean that he automatically deserves chances because Brock Purdy's in this quarterback room, and he's shown, well, at least more than Trey Lance has. So I'm not saying that Trey Lance deserves more opportunity, but for Albert Breer to say that he thinks the 49ers think that they've given Trey Lance enough opportunity already, I could not disagree more. That seems like an outlandish statement to me. The guy started four games. One of them, he didn't even get out of the first quarter, essentially, because of a broken ankle. Another one was a monsoon game. And the two other games were spot starts his rookie season where he wasn't really asked to do all that much. This seems wild to me. I actually kind of, I think I get what he's saying. And Yes, he does talk himself into a corner like you just mentioned, but I, I think what he's trying to say, the a lot of chances part to me is more about the 49ers, unfortunately, like they just haven't been able to give him the games to play because either he hasn't been in a spot to earn them at the beginning of his career, which isn't necessarily unexpected, but that as soon as you come in, and then you do get a chance to start, and we'll talk about it in a minute where Albert Breer believed that last season is very much different than this one, he gets hurt. So if Trey Lance has had, let's see, um, you know, 30 more potential starts, right? Because he's gotten four. Yeah. So 15 of those are essentially cut due to injury, or 15.75, as you put it, because he only <laughs> played a quarter of the second game of the season. So those are gone. So he didn't have a chance to play it all last year. I can make an argument that after week seven, his first start in the NFL, yeah, Kyle Shanahan ran him into the ground. He ran him 16 times. But that's not what Albert Breer is arguing. He's arguing that he had chances. Trey Lance came out of that game with a sprained knee. He came out of training camp with a broken finger. Like, there are things that have happened to Trey Lance that have prevented him from getting a lot more chances. And I think what he's trying to say is that the injuries have gotten in the way more so than the training staff, or pardon me, the coaching staff of the opportunities for Trey Lance. At least that's what I hear, even though it does sound kind of backwards. Yeah, maybe it's more of a of a timeline thing. And you're right, this is something that we'll we'll touch on in a little bit, where where the 49ers are they're trying to move this thing along. They're trying to push it along because they know the state of their roster. And because they have, you know, given Lance these chances in the past, although I would argue, again, not that many chances, but always some, there, there has always been a roadblock that's been tough for them to clear and, and get around. Um, and at this point, 
there just isn't a ton of time left for them to kind of dilly dally around and, and try to take another chance. So I understand it in that sense. But if you're looking just purely from a football ability standpoint, I don't know how you could possibly say this guy has been given enough chances. Um, and again, I'm not saying that he deserves more chances right now. If the 49ers say, you know, Brock Purdy got in after Jimmy Garoppolo went down last year and he flamed out, as you would expect a seventh round rookie quarterback to do. He was not long for this league. He struggled, whatever the case may be. And we never hear from him again. And it was, you know, Trey Lance now only against Sam Darnold. I would 100% argue that the, the Niners need to give Trey Lance every possible opportunity to become the next franchise quarterback. But because of the situation that they have in front of them, because of who they have at quarterback, someone who they clearly very much believe in, in Brock Purdy, you, there, there's. I'm not going to sit here and say that Trey Lance automatically deserves another chance, more opportunity, simply because of where he was drafted and all that. That's not how you make decisions in professional sports. You, you make decisions based on what you think will win you the most games, what will make you successful on the football field, on the basketball court, on the baseball diamond, whatever the situation is. And as of right now, it seems pretty clear the 49ers feel that Brock Purdy gives them the best chance to do those things. So, I, again, I'm not arguing for giving him more chances. I just can't say I agree from a football player perspective that he's been given enough chances to prove himself, although I do understand that the 49ers are, are trying to work a tight ship here and they kind of have a timeline to keep. Well, it's interesting because a common phrase that we've used in this podcast and that has also been started by the 49ers ready to take off, has been used before in reference to Trey Lance. And I apologize, it wasn't after week seven of 2021, it was after week five. And then the following week was a bye week. Jimmy G returned in an, in his own monsoon game against Indianapolis, got shellacked, and then they started their run. But Trey Lance was unavailable. So in my mind, like I, I, I do think ideally, Mark, before last season, before he got hurt, they were attempting to give him a lot of chances, but each and every time it felt like either he made progress or was ready to be given even more in-game opportunity, he got hurt. And so to me, that that fault is not at the coaching staff's um, you know decision to not play him. If anything, it should be, I have an issue with the game plan. I have an issue with him running 16 times in his first NFL start. I have an issue with him looking more like a running quarterback than a dual threat or even a pass first quarterback. Those are the things I have issue with with the 49ers. But to say that they didn't give him chances, I think is is a little oversimplified. Now, that maybe they didn't give him the right opportunity you didn't see what you wanted to see from him because he wasn't passing as much or you know in certain packages I'm not exactly sure how they used him it didn't look the same way they used Brock Purdy immediately when he came in for an injured Jimmy Garoppolo and that's where I guess there's there's kind of a a, a mix-up and definition of what the chances are but I I do get that look like four starts in two seasons isn't a whole lot but he also due to his own misfortune hasn't been able to earn those more chances. Yeah, no, I mean, I, 
I, I get where you're coming from. I, I just, there's, there's just a big part of me nagging in the back of my mind. And, and we've had this conversation in the past and I'm sure we're going to continue as you know, training camp gets underway in less than a month, July 15th. We'll talk more about that later is when rookies are reporting for 49ers training camp or July 18th, not the 15th. Um, that that's coming up in less than a month. Um, there's just something nagging in the back of my head going, I, I can't possibly believe that the 49ers know everything they possibly need to about Trey Lance from practice and the four starts that he's had. There's just no way that's a, a big of enough sample size. Maybe they feel extremely confident and they feel like not giving him a, another legitimate chance because you're right. He was given a legitimate chance last season. It's just unfortunate he got hurt. I feel uncomfortable blaming it on any individual or any group of people. I'm, I'm not saying that Kyle Shanahan is to blame straight up for Trey Lance's injury. It's certainly not Trey Lance's fault either. It's just what happens in football. It's an unfortunate situation. I don't feel comfortable giving up or moving on or or just flat out saying Trey Lance can't play football until I see him play more football in actual NFL games during the regular season. Maybe they feel differently. But for that reason, I, I can't say he's been given enough chances because we just we simply haven't reached a conclusion yet. You've run tests, but guess what? There's been issues with with you know your 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 setup of your experiments. You haven't been able to get the results just yet. So what do you do? You adjust, you run the experiment again. Now I know this is a different situation again because they have someone else they can play at quarterback in Brock Purdy, but we haven't come to the conclusion yet. At least I don't feel comfortable saying a conclusion, reaching a conclusion because I don't think there's enough evidence one way or the other. That's just where I sit. I understand the other side. They they have tried their best to give him chances, but injuries have happened. It happens. It's football, but I just don't feel comfortable saying that that's enough for me to believe that he's not a good quarterback. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network, 95.7 The Game. That is Mark Grandy. I'm Evan Giddings. Please download the Odyssey app, rate us, subscribe to us there, 95.7 The Game YouTube channel. Check us out visually as well. Okay, Mark, so the second part of this and Albert Breer's comments on The Herd, Colin Cowherd's simulcast show, is the fact that Breer essentially believed that last season when Trey Lance was given the starting job that the 49ers were willing to lose in order to develop Trey Lance, which is not the case this season. Uh, we also have a clip on that from the show uh, the other day, and uh, here's what Albert Breer had to say. The ideal thing would be to just throw him out there and live with his mistakes, but that's what the Niners were going to do last year, and that sort of ship has sailed. They know how good they are. They know the window they're in. They know they've got one of the most talented rosters in football. And so at this point, they don't really feel like they can throw a season overboard in the name of Trey Lance's development. And especially if you're talking about, well, we may only need him for four or five weeks till Brock Purdy gets back. Now you're talking about something different. You're not talking about developing the best quarterback for the playoffs. You're talking about the guy who can keep you best afloat for a month, right? That'd probably be Sam Darnold over Trey Lance at this point, right? Even if Lance has the higher ceiling. 
Yeah. So I, I think kind of parsing through that, I, I do still, Mark, kind of agree with most of it at face value. Uh, but I'm curious what you heard when you listened to it. Well, I would just ask you, does one year make that much of a difference? I mean, it I, for me, it's it's not the the season. Like, it's not the year. It's not the fact that Trent Williams is a year closer to retirement. That seems, I, I get it. it. It's probably a contributing factor. Um, but I think if this is what Albert Breer is hearing, and again, I, I don't know where he's getting it from, someone from the 49ers or whatever. I don't know. I certainly respect Albert Breer, and, and I, I think he's relatively plugged in around the league. I don't think that this decision is because the 49ers are are stuck in a in a timeline that they're trying to to squeeze a Super Bowl out of. I don't think it's that I don't think it's that George Kittle's approaching 30 that 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 Trent Williams is closer to retirement, you know, he kind of hinted that he might retire at the end of of last off uh, last playoff, the last playoff run. For me, this is just so much more about the rest of the quarterback room. Again, I I think maybe part part of it is the timeline, but they just have what they feel is a better option at quarterback. Last offseason, rewind to a year ago, obviously there was all of the Jimmy Garoppolo drama, but no one in their right mind was going to argue that there was any better choice but Trey Lance at quarterback. Yes, he was still unproven, but there wasn't this young phenom who just ran through the end of the regular season like it was no big deal, also sitting in that same quarterback room. So for me, the big change, Evan, isn't just a year later. The big change is they have Brock freaking Purdy in that quarterback room. So I guess my question would be to you, how big of a difference does one year make to you? Because to me, it doesn't really make that much of a difference. Well, if Brock Purdy is now in the quarterback room and you believe him to be your guy moving forward, then one year does change a lot. Like that's that that's the entire crux, I think, of his argument. Maybe he didn't explain it very well. But to me, when I hear them and when I hear Albert Breer say the 49ers were willing to give Trey a runway last year I believe him I think they were because the rest of the roster the rest of the quarterback room was not as ready as it is now and they envisioned Trey Lance by the end of next season like discussions we had throughout the year at being by the end of 17 games ready to potentially lead you on a playoff run though Rookie quarterbacks or first-year quarterbacks generally don't do too well in the playoffs. And so I think that's something they, that now impacts this season. If you play Trey Lance and you know Brock Purdy's coming back, well, then you're, 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 not, you're, like, you're developing Trey Lance for, for what? Because he, he's not going to be your starting quarterback. And so to me, it's about raising the floor as opposed to trying to find the ultimate ceiling. Like, is Brock Purdy... Is Brock Purdy going to be the starting quarterback for the 49ers at some yeah. point this year, whenever he returns? Yes. So then what is the point of using developmental games that you might lose for Trey Lance to, fi- to, to find out what you have that you're not going to play anyways? No, 100%. I'm in agreement with you. I guess I just interpreted what Albert Breer was saying and, and the reasoning a little bit different. To me, and I disagree with this, by the way, what he was saying, and, and I could be totally in the wrong here, just totally misinterpreting it, but what I read, what I heard from this was last year, the 49ers were willing to potentially not reach their potential, perhaps be a little bit worse as a team because they wanted to 
develop Trey Lance. And maybe at the end of the year, he takes off and, and they play well. But they're willing to decrease their odds of winning a Super Bowl a year ago in the name of Trey Lance's development. So that when this season comes around, 2023, they have a much better chance to compete and win a Super Bowl Super Bowl, excuse me, because they have a quarterback who, if everything went right last year, is not new to this and has a year of development under his belt. And suddenly the 49ers could reach a new level because they have this great dual threat quarterback who's gotten the bumps and the bruises and has come out better for it. It for me, it 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 seems more like a timeline argument. The 49ers are willing to sacrifice one year in the name of trying to win it this year. And then the whole Brock Purdy thing happened. And now, of course, that's the reason in my mind why they're not doing it again this year for Trey Lance. But the way I interpret it, Evan, I guess completely different than than how you read it or, or heard it from Albert Breer. I thought that what he was saying was just too little too late. It's a year too late for the 49ers. They can't have a development year this year, given how vital this season is. In, in their hopes of winning a Super Bowl, just simply because of the age, the contracts, the structure of their roster. And also because of who their quarterbacks are. Like if, if yes, they are in a win now season. I don't think that that's a bold claim, but to me, this is, this is not about what they don't know about Trey Lance. To me, it's about what they feel like they do know about Brock Purdy and yep, yep, Sam Darnold. If you throw Sam Darnold into a game, Kyle Shanahan, for whatever reason, feels like he knows what he's going to get. And that's good enough for him because ideally you're only having to plug and play throughout an entire regular season, three to four games max for a backup quarterback. Then Brock Purdy takes over the role of being number one, and most importantly, giving you the best chance to win because that's what he showed he could do last year. And he also has playoff experience, which is even more valuable for where you want to go. When the word sacrificed is used, I think people immediately react and say, oh, well, you know, you're cool with going 6-11 and 11 in order to develop a starter. I don't think that's what he was talking about. When I hear sacrifice, to me, I hear sacrifice the chance to win a Super Bowl because a quarterback that is a rookie or a first-year player historically has not done that. So you are, in a way, sacrificing a chance at winning a Super Bowl by starting a fresh, brand-new pup under center. Brock Purdy now does not qualify as that because he has not only five regular season games under his belt, he's got three playoff games under his belt. He gives the 49ers the best chance to win a Super Bowl this upcoming season, as does in those four or five games he might have to miss due to his arm surgery, Sam Darnold. Trey Lance is a developmental project, and so that doesn't mean that he's not a great football player. That doesn't mean that he can't maybe be great, but... For right now, for what the situation is that he is in, he's not the guy. And that's what I hear when I hear Albert Breer, along with a lot of other people, speaking about what his role is going to be this season. I agree. And then you you look back at, at a year ago. So, so right now, the 49ers are coming off of an NFC championship game loss. Exact same thing a year ago. Like Who was the, their quarterback in the NFC championship game in 2021? Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, it was not a first-year quarterback. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm i just saying the 49ers also a year ago entering the season were in a similar position to this year. They felt like they had a good enough team 
to win a Super Bowl because they just got to the NFC Championship game in a year where, for the most part, they didn't play very well. I mean, that was an incredibly frustrating season. Yes, they turned it on at the right time. They won two road playoff games. But remember, I mean, they had to rely on Trey Lance to win a game at the end of the regular season to even get into a win-and-you're-in scenario for the final game of the regular season against the Los Angeles Rams on the road, which, of course, they won. Then they beat the Cowboys. Then they beat the Packers. Then they returned to the Rams for the NFC Championship game, which was that devastating loss. But even a year ago, when the plan was, let's develop Trey Lance, the 49ers were coming off of an NFC Championship game, were one of the favorites in the NFC, you you now you fast forward back to the present day to right now 49ers coming off of an NFC championship game loss are one of the favorites in the NFC and suddenly you're no longer willing to quote unquote sacrifice for the sake of developing Trey Lance and again I understand it because you have what you think and what most people would say is a better option at least for the short term at quarterback in Brock Purdy. I 100% get it. It makes total sense to me. It's just anyone trying to pass this off as a, the only reason this decision is being made is because the 49ers need to win it all this year. It's, it's strictly a timeline thing. No, it's simply because of who they have in the quarterback room. It's Brock Purdy. It is a Brock Purdy decision, not a Trent Williams is about to retire a decision. This is purely about who is the best quarterback right now in their mind, and it's pretty clear who they think that is. This is the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. That's Mark Grandy. I'm Evan Giddings. Check us out on YouTube at the 95.7 YouTube channel. Subscribe while you're there. Also, download the Odyssey app to subscribe to us as well. I, I do want to stick with this. Um, the update about training camp is that we know exactly when that's going to be. Rookies <laughs> will enter the building July 18th. Veterans will enter around July 25th. The first preseason game is at Las Vegas against maybe or maybe not, depending on if he can pass a physical Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> and the Raiders on August 13th. And also have some joint practices before then that I'm honestly more intrigued by. But uh, with, with this, with this conversation, Mark, the, the thing that I, I keep coming back to and that I hear, you know, whether it's Albert Breer, Matt Mayoko's report, um, some of the rumors that have been, you know, swirling around the Niners quarterback room. It just feels like to me that the 49ers believe that if Trey Lance plays significant time this year, that they cannot win a Super Bowl, that they're not Super Bowl contenders with him under center. That is the way that is where all the signs point to me. And it's unfair because of all the contextual things we discussed in our first segment about his injury. Each time he felt like he was ready to take off or the coaching staff did, he got hurt. But that's the reality of the situation. And there is now someone ahead of him and maybe even two people ahead of him based on what Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers need for this team. I feel terrible and it's unfair, but it is reality that if Trey Lance, to me, plays this season in a way he's almost being set up to fail because of everything that has surrounded his first two years in San Francisco. But at the same time, playing is the best possible thing for him. You sure? Yes. Like, but, and and this is, this is something that I, I keep talking with, with certain people about actually at our, at our station, 95, seven, the game. <laughs> 
are you sure you want to find out? Like, what if he is very bad? Like, what if the reports are all true and he fails miserably? Like, does does that make you feel better? Because now we know that he's not a good quarterback. Are we talking from my perspective or are we talking from Trey Lance's perspective? Well, of course, Trey Lance wants to play, but all the fans out there that want to see him, that want to see him be giving a lot of chances, which he apparently has not been. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. I want to see Trey Lance play. Now, in a vacuum, if you could see him play and, you know, maybe in a parallel universe where you're not actually risking the 49ers chances at winning a Super Bowl, 100% I would want to see Trey Lance play. Because even if, even if he struggles and, and like you said, is terrible and it proves to everyone that he was nowhere near worth you know, being the third pick in the draft a couple of seasons ago, and the 49ers made one of the worst picks in NFL history. That would not be great, okay, first of all. But at least I know at that point. I, I, I've i been stuck. You've been stuck. 49er fans have been stuck kind of in this Trey Lance limbo for a couple of years now, and really specifically the last year, the last 12 months, where we just simply don't know what the hell Trey Lance is. I'm at a point where whether it's great news and he's a a Pro Bowl quarterback or whether it's terrible news and he's going to go down with the likes of Jamarcus Russell and Ryan Leaf as one of the biggest busts in NFL history, I do not care. I just simply need to know. Now, I don't want to know at the risk of hurting this team's chance to win a Super Bowl because, again, I know how important this season is, but I do want to know, Evan. At some point, I do really want to know. Even if you're guaranteeing me that it's going to be bad, at least I know. But those two things are inextricably tied. Like the success of the Niners and finding out if Trey Lance is good or bad are tied together. You can't have one without the other. Yeah, 100%. If if you're, you're giving me the choice of would you rather stick with what you think is going to win you a Super Bowl, at least give you the best chance, or find out what's in the Trey Lance, you know, mystery box, I'm going to choose the safe route. But if Trey Lance leaves the 49ers and he only starts the four career games, maybe one more, two more here or there, but you don't really know that much more about him, I'm going to feel uneasy. I'm not going to feel comfortable. And I'm going to be, you know, praying that he doesn't go elsewhere and suddenly blossom because that would just be terrible for the 49ers. Again, I'm I'm not I'm not giving up on a season to find out, but if I don't find out and his Niners tenure ends before I do find out, I'm not going to feel great about it. No, but I think that that's what's going to happen for a couple Probably. of reasons. I agree. Okay, uh, for, for two reasons, that is going to happen. Number one, because the success of the team is tied to the quarterback, and they have a better quarterback right now that will get that chance, and then they believe they have a higher floor quarterback whose, whose name is Sam Darnold. That's one. Number two, I don't think Kyle Shanahan, like if Trey Lance is a bust, if he's all those things that we just talked about, you know, worse than blah, 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 blah. I don't think Kyle Shanahan wants you to know that. Like, why would that help him? Why would that help the 49ers? Well, and in fact, that would just give you more ammunition to crush, distrust, and do away with him. Like, it. I mean, th- th- I, ca- I keep feeling like this, Mark. I don't think Kyle Shanahan wants us to know how good or bad, in some cases, Trey Lance is, because that reflects poorly on him. His job is to win games. 
And he knows how to do that with a certain kind of quarterback that right now it appears to be is not Trey Lance. Okay, so what's the answer? He's just going to stash Trey Lance as his backup or third string quarterback for his whole career? Whether or not we find out... In San Francisco, yes. Okay, yes, but then eventually he leaves San Francisco uh, and he goes somewhere else or he doesn't get another job. uh, And you know, if no one else signs him, okay, he's just simply not a good football player and that's a bust. If he goes somewhere else, finally plays, plays poorly, that's a bust. If he goes somewhere else, gets signed, but doesn't play, never even sees the field, that's a bust. Just because Kyle Shanahan isn't playing him, he may be protecting himself in the present day from getting a, a bust label thrown at him and, and having his scouting abilities mocked, but it's not like he's saving himself for the rest of his coaching career. I mean, it's going to come out eventually. We are going to find out at some point who Trey Lance is. And whenever that happens, it's going to fall back on Kyle Shanahan's feet. Not if he wins. Like, I mean, yes, people will crush him and say he can't do this and can't do that. But if Kyle Shanahan wins a Super Bowl, no one cares about Trey Lance. Like, seriously, like, that, that that's just how it goes. Yeah, but I mean, he's, he's I don't know. I, I just, I understand what you're saying. And the 49ers, what, 49ers winning obviously cures everything. And that's why the decision is Brock Purdy. I mean, it, it's clear as day because the 49ers, I mean, just imagine how poorly it would be, how terrible it would be if Trey Lance plays, Brock Purdy is healthy, Trey Lance plays, the team sputters out, you find out he's a bust, and you waste a prime year for the 49ers and the rest of their talent to win a Super Bowl. Like, that's 100% not going to happen. So if Brock Purdy is healthy, he's going to play. I agree. Uh, but you're still going to come away at some point with an opinion on Trey Lance. It might not be while he's a 49er, but you're going to get it eventually. And that's why Kyle Shanahan better be praying uh, to whatever being he believes in that Brock Purdy has a good career that can stay healthy and that leads this team to at least relative success. Because if it's anything less than a perennial contender and a perennial playoff team moving forward, uh, the first thing people are going to think of when they hear Kyle Shanahan is he's the guy that drafted that bus, Trey Lance. Yeah, or or if Trey Lance goes other places and it is not successful, you could also spin it as, wow, this guy couldn't even be good in San Francisco. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it really just depends on what you think of Kyle Shanahan as a, a quarterback whisperer or a guru, because if he continues to have success with people like Brock Purdy or Jimmy Garoppolo or whoever follows each of those two guys, uh, then he might be perceived as actually fine. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like Trey Lance right now is he has been in a very, very difficult spot. He's been put there um, misappropriately by Kyle Shanahan himself. And yeah, that decision reflects poorly on him now and will continue to. But if the guy wins, if he continues to succeed, then I think there's going to be a lot more people than it feels like. I'm, I'm not saying you're saying this, but it, it, I believe there's a lot of people that will give him a pass or that will say, you know, that's OK, because in fact, Kyle Shanahan is a great coach and he continues to win his football games. I, you, you can be both things. You can be a great coach and a successful one on the football field, but you could also perhaps be a bad drafter or a bad talent, talent evaluator or making wrong trades, mis-evaluating, uh, you know, your assets. 
I think both things can be at true. the quarterback position, specifically at the quarterback position. I think that's maybe where Kyle Shanahan you could you could poke holes in in him as a head coach. Um, it is the the quarterback position. I know he elevates quarterbacks, it seems, but has he been able to identify the right one? Maybe Brock Purdy is the one that breaks that trend. Time will tell there. Uh, but you're right. I mean, winning does cure all. And if this team does win, we're not going to think about it as much. But this Trey Lance pick uh, is going to continue to hang over his head for a while. Yep. And it'll continue to hang over the podcast because every <laughs> yep. time someone brings it up, that is what we talk about. That was this episode of the four and fivers podcast. Appreciate you tuning in on the Odyssey sports podcast network, 95, seven, the game on the Odyssey app, please download rate, subscribe to us there. That'll do it for this week of episodes. We'll be back on Tuesday. We appreciate you tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.